Good, thank you. World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Like, I guess the term is melancholy. That's kind of what I feel today, melancholy, as we kind of wrap up this week. And, uh, uh, we're in Mashpee, Massachusetts, whatever that means, uh, somewhere out on Cape Cod. We haven't gone any farther than that. We're going to go to the Peace Memorial later on Later on today. I had a great meeting last night, uh, uh, dinner meeting. Sheila Holm is here. Uh, Juan O'Sivan is here. And we just had a, a great, great time of fellowship. But I, I left last night, as I often do, as I said, melancholy. Thinking, okay, Lord, what do we do? What do we do? Those of you who know me, I love gatherings, but I don't. I don't like. I don't like just to gather. I, I mean, I want. I want to do something, right? You get in a huddle, you run a play. And so, I, I, one of the problems that uh, that we have is I really think that we don't know what play to run. And uh, I would just pray that all of you out there today. We're going to take communion, by the way. So get yourself some of the elements. Joe, Joe will do that for us here. I. Uh, we don't know what play to run. We have horrible, horrible leadership. The Lord's raising up leadership, but uh, we have to raise up do leadership, ones who can organize and move people. Amen. That's what we're missing more than anything. Uh, we're, we're in part of what, what uh, uh, Wano Saban said last night, and I shared this a little bit in the pre-show, so pardon me, the pre-showers, if uh, this is a repetition. Then America's in a, uh, we're, gonna, we're going into a near-death experience. And whether we can realize it or not, whether you can read the signs of the time, that's what Jesus said. He says, you can sit on your porch right there at, at the John's Pond, and you can feel the warm breeze blowing, and you know it's going to be a good day. We said, you can sit there and you can see the clouds come rolling in, and you know it's going to rain. He says, you hypocrites, why can't you discern the signs of the times? Now, how about you? I open my eyes, look around, there's no diesel fuel, Right. The food chains are being locked down. Plants are burning all over the place. There's all kinds of chaos going everywhere. And I still don't know if we understand the times in which we live and know what it is that Israel needed to do, the men of Issachar. It's one thing to know. It's one thing to understand the time in which you live. It's something else to know what it is you need to do. And we're, we're a group of people in dire need of a plan, man. We're in dire need of a plan. And one, that's one of the things Juan spoke about last night, this near-death experience, because the near-death experience is going to come. I'll get to you, Myra, and we're going to take communion. See, the near-death experience is going to have to come because there's a clash of the kingdoms like we've never seen, ever, ever. One of these kingdoms is going to stand, and one of them is going to fall. And we can call it the deep states. You can call it uh, big government. Call it whatever you want to. But it's there's a there's a battle. That's right. And yeah. Jonathan said they're going down, and I believe they're going they're going down. You guys know who I am. We believe they're going down. But dudes, huh? yeah. it's ugly when they're going down. It's ugly. They they ain't going down without a whimper, right? It's and it's gonna it's gonna be rubble. That's a that's a good that's good line, John. Yeah. And and uh, I still don't know if we get it. I still don't know if we're prepared for it. I don't I don't know if I'm prepared for it. Not right? people realize. No, we don't. We really don't. All of a sudden, it's gonna hit. And then we're going to say, "Golly, we've been saying that, right?" Hmm. And, and so we, we we need we need two two things we really need to have a focus on. Number one, we need the Lord to give us uh, give us some leaders and a plan. We need a plan. Steps of a righteous man ordered by the Lord to delights in our way. We need that. We need that greatly. And uh, we need leadership. We need uh, fearless, fearless leadership. And if if I could, well, let, let, let's go ahead and. Do the communion, and I want to. I want to do a little bit of a Bible study with you, and I'll get, I'll get uh, Kelly and and Jonathan in here, and I'm sure some more guys will come out here, and it's op- open it up to all of you, because uh, in the multitude of many counselors is great wisdom. Maybe you guys got an idea for a plan. Now look, 
Here's what happens. Tunnel vision, right? So your your vision is, I'm not picking on you, Reggie. Your vision is the little children. And that's all you can see. And somebody else's vision is prepping, and that's all they can see. And somebody else's vision is, I, I don't care, though, whatever it is, right? And because of that, we don't we don't play very well together. Because mm. I say, what do we need to do? Well, you'll speak out on your whatever's touching your heart. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing that the Lord's touched your heart. But what your heart is touching may not be for the good of the group. You, you you're you're a right guard, just just running your play. You just blocking your man. That, that, that's good. It's good. But don't ask the quarterback to block your man, right? And so we have to come together, figure how this team can be cohesive, and we can all move as a one force, one play. That's what the Liberty Action Network's all about. That's what we're trying to do. You you have to see all the plays. You have to see all the players. Yes. It takes people that see all the components. You have to have the ability to to see and understand what's going on around us, right? And that's why, again, in the multitude of many councils. But at some point, you know, at some point, the head coach got called play, man. (laughs) Yeah, you can only sit. You know, you can only huddle for so long. You call timeouts. You got a minute. You can talk to your counselors. You know, okay, well, let's do this. Some it's punter grunt, punter grunt time, baby. And we got to make that decision and move forward. And I really think we've been paralyzed a lot about that. So I want to, I want to jump in. And I want to show you a Bible verse. I'll get to. But I want, I want first of all, I want Myra to go ahead and pray us in, and then I want uh, Joda to lead us in communion. So folks, get you sell some bread and wine or whatever, and we'll go for it. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach, I will be delighted to do so. It is written in Luke 22, 31 through 37. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as Myra, wheat. Myra, I got to stop you, Myra. That's what I'm going to teach on this morning. Did you know that? that was, <laughs> the Holy Spirit told me to say that verse, <laughs> believe it or not. I ask him every time. <laughs> But I have prayed for thee. Wait till you hear what it's But I have prayed for thee that thy faith mm. fail not, and mm. when thou art converted, mm. straighten thy brethren. Mm. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, both into prison and oh, to death. <laughs> and he said, I tell thee, Peter the cock will shall not go this day before that. Thou shalt twice deny thou knowest me. He, he then mm. say unto them, Then I, I send you with a purse and a script and shoes. Lack ye anything? And they say, Nothing. Then he said, He unto them, But now he that hath a purse, let him take it, and likewise his script. And he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. Jesus, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle. And we open our hearts to you, our released anointing that breaks the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Myra. We, we baptized. How many, how many we baptized yesterday? 20. 20, at least no, 30, 25, 30, with that family of seven. We baptized a lot of them last night and yesterday. And the shirt I wore when I was baptizing was the shirt that says, uh, if you don't have a gun, I can't remember exactly what the shirt says, go buy an AR, right? Because the sword, folks, understand this, that when Jesus told them to go buy a sword, that was the AR of its day. They didn't have, they didn't have pistols. They didn't, they didn't have guns. They, so he told them to go buy the most powerful weapon that they could buy. What's the most powerful weapon we have today? He's saying, you better, you better bone up, baby. You better bone up. Because if you think you're going to win this thing with tiddlywinks, it ain't going to happen. And as much as we hate to uh, hate to go there, I think we have to go there. We have to begin to begin to consider that. So um, um, we're coming into near death experience here in America. It's going to be great because it's going to be life on the other side of it. Like we remember, it's a near death, right? It's a near death. I often say that to people who've had near death experiences, and they talk about you know the what it was like in the music and uh, yeah, the light. And- yeah, and I said, well, that's good, but that's near death. <laughs> that ain't real death, right? And I always tell people this: everybody's going to heaven. But ain't everybody going to stay? Huh? You're going to be that white throne judgment. You're going to stand before the Lord, right? Ain't everybody staying there, baby. Better understand that. So don't be deceived by a near-death experience that you are on your way to heaven when you pass. Because that may not, well, 
That's a whole nother show, isn't it? Whole nother Judgment story. Day is not rigged. Judgment <laughs> Day is not rigged. I have that with the cross. Judgment Day is not rigged. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Joe, go ahead and lead us in, uh, in communion here. Okay. Thank you, Coach. Um, I'd like to start with a little bit of foundation to communion. And uh, I think John 3.16 is a verse, is a very excellent place to start. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then in 1 John uh, 1, 3 to 7, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard that you also may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. We write, this to make our joy complete this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you that god is light in him there is no darkness at all if mm -hmm. we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness we lie and do not love Amen. the truth it's not us. but if we walk in the light and he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of jesus his son purifies us from all sin so i'd like us to remember where we sit now as spiritual christians we sit at the right hand of the father as a part of the body with our lord far above the challenges that we face here every day and from this seat i i pray that dear Heavenly Father, dear Jesus, please forgive us our transgressions, our sins. See us cleansed in your eyes. Bless this bread and drink, representing the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ that was sacrificed for us because you love the world that you gave your only begotten Son to us, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so, in uh, Matthew 26, 26, as they were eating, Jesus took bread and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. Hmm. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying drink ye all of it for this is my blood of the new testament which is shed for many for the remission of sins that's a real thing oh, yeah. locked and loaded thank right. you lord thank, thank you jesus amen. amen amen hey folks it always it always amazes me that amen god so loved the world that he <clears throat> He gave. It's that's the nature of God, isn't it? Huh? God so loved the world that He did something. Love him. He does stuff. Yep. Yep. He, <laughs> good stuff. He does. He does stuff. He does stuff. And, and we need we need we need to work with him and help him do some of the stuff that he does. Uh, listen, a couple notes I made here. Let me get here real quick. Uh, hey, anybody want to talk about your event coming up? Uh, excuse me. There in in Maryland or West Virginia or that spiritual warfare. Any information you want to get out there to us about that? Somebody come on in and straighten us out. I think the registrations are done. Is that true? 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock today, Coach. Go to Evan Bright <laughs> and sign up. And um, we're having a speakers conference tonight. I'm picking Steve Hemfield up at the airport at 2 p.m. We got uh, in the mid-60s registered and attending. So it's right there yeah, at uh, 70 awesome. and 81. Awesome. 70, I wrote 70 and 81 there at Hagerstown. Is that where it is? Uh, it's in it's in March below March. Okay, I, was just there I go through there to come back. back. All right, cool. So, uh, folks, you got till noon to sign up right there. Great job there, Craig. I wish I could be there, but I haven't figured out how to be two places at one time yet. So, uh, God bless you guys. Betty's heading out your way and bringing probably bringing an old dingo with her. So hang on. And then we got um, this coming up this next weekend: uh, reclaiming the land, binding the strong man. Uh, Pastor Mike Spalding's event there, down there in in the Dayton area. Um, 
Um, I'd love to see as many there as you can get there. It's all good when the saints come together. Uh, Dr. Paul Goslin asked me if uh, he could talk a second about Paxlovid. Paxlovid. Oh, by the way, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Ray just got a hold of me. Ray and, and Neil Libby. Uh, Wisconsin, September 9th, 10th, and 11th. If you're up that way and want to be part of an event, Wisconsin, September 9, 10, and 11. And Dr. Paul, what did you uh, what do you want to share with us? And by the way, friends, I'd ask you all to go become a part of Dr. Paul Goslin's uh, uh, Patriot Medical, whatever the heck you call that, Paul. Give him 25 bucks a month or 50 bucks a month. Then you don't feel guilty when you call him and get a little bit of advice. For instance, yesterday, my daughter, my granddaughter stepped on a nail. And uh, so my daughter says, golly, you know, she's panicked. Do we need to get a tetanus shot? Blah, blah, blah. And it was so easy. I texted Paul. Hey, Paul, what do we do? And he gave me advice. And I didn't feel guilty asking the doctor to give me free advice, right? So 25 bucks a month would really help Paul get back up on his feet. And uh, he would be, uh, you wouldn't feel guilty when you called him and asked him, ask him for some advice. So, Paul, what's, with, what's this Paxloid, Pax, whatever it is? Yeah, it's Paxlovid. You probably heard of it. Uh, it was, it was, uh, it's an HIV drug with a component that inhibits its um, breakdown, so it stays high. Um, a very dangerous drug. Um, it was studied last year with Delta. It's coming out now, and it's interesting because they're allowing pharmacists to prescribe it. <laughs> mm. So. What the pharmacists have to do, as you know, we gave, gave vaccines to people at will without concern about them dropping dead in front of them. Now they're allowed to prescribe this medication for high-risk patients. And Omicron, currently the Omicron is not Delta. It is breaking through um, uh, antigenic escape, but it's breaking through. It only causes a fever uh, for a short time. It doesn't doesn't really cause the COVID storm that we all see. So the bottom line is it's a very expensive drug. And guess who's uh, where it's coming out of? Yeah, we don't have to guess, huh? Pfizer, the same people that want to rebuild the uh, Guidestones. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, guys, they want, Pfizer wants to rebuild the Guidestones. Unbelievable. Now, Paul, listen, something else uh, in your email yesterday was I share with my daughter. Uh, Somebody steps on a nail, and uh, we're worried about, uh, you know, you get, a, you get a tetanus shot, right? But uh, you said uh, you want the tetanus, not the DPT shot. In other words, Paul, it's, it was hard for her to find a place where they would give her just tetanus. What's that, what's that all about, Paul? Why do they have to give him, why do they have to give him that, other, that DP with it? Well, unfortunately, when you combine two, um, the, the diphtheria, you have adjuvants and other junk in there that cause problems. Tetanus, in my, my mind, is one of the few vaccines that makes sense because tetanus basically is a nail or something going through the skin, and that's what a vaccine is. It's an injection through the skin. So it makes sense to use the toxoid and let the immune, our immune system work in that regard. Um, we're not bypassing the usual immune system when we do that. Um, diphtheria, however, is a, uh, it's an oral, it's, it's uh, gotcha. respiratory. So anytime they mix these things, that's what caused sudden infant death syndrome, mm. by the way, when you combine things and you have like aluminum and everything else. And uh, so the, the bottom line is it's not, this Paxlovid is not something that it was tested on anybody that, had the vaccine okay it was tested mm. on those who didn't have the vaccine when it was when it was delta and delta was actually killing somebody so the bottom line is stay away from any of this crap and you know the idea that a pharmacist mm. can't even wipe his own ass just hands out medications <laughs> is allowed to give somebody meds that is dependent on what good insurance you have so folks, that's why you, that's why you need to support Dr. Paul Goslin, so you can email him and say, Dr. Paul, here's what's going on. What should I do? Rather than just going to some guy, like he said, and, and tell your friend. And by the way, ivermectin works very well for the current strains. Don't don't let anybody fool you. It has a multiple mechanism. It's very safe. 
and it's very available now. Amen. Mm. All right, Paul, man, we appreciate you. Uh, Paul's been through the war and he's still standing. Uh, I, I got some, I've got some great brothers I want to bring in here, but I, I, I have, I had a chance to speak. Uh, I had about 10 minutes last night and I want to share what I want to share with you last night. Uh, I share with you what I shared last night. If you, if you could, uh, who I got, Jonathan, are you behind, are you behind the mic today? Okay. But if you could pull up for me, I got a, uh, Luke 22, I think it says, I think that's what it says. Because I want to, I want to, I was thinking about as we're taking communion today. Uh, and so just bear with me as I kind of unpack this here a little bit, Jonathan. Go, go on down. This is this is the night of the of the of uh, first communion. What they would call the first communion. Jesus is about to about to go down. He's about to have his near death experience, right? And so he's got all his boys gathered with him. The disciples are there. They've had their meal. They're all sitting around together. And look, hey folks, listen. Oh my goodness, mm. boys, dissension of virus. Oh. Oh, 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 man, it's a virus. We have to recognize it, and we have to nip it as soon as we possibly can. And I want you to watch it in the middle of this. Uh, Jesus, as they're eating, these guys begin to talk. But let's just, let me just read down through this, because I want to I want to show you something here. It says, and they said in verse 9, I don't know, maybe I should have started earlier. It's okay, just, we'll, we'll get it. And they said unto him, where will thou, uh, where will thou that we prepare? And he said unto them, behold, when you enter into a city, there shall be a man meet you, bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house wherein he entereth. And said unto them, the good men of the house, the master saith unto them, Where is the guest chamber? Where shall I eat the Passover with my disciples? And he sh- shall show you a large upper room furnished there, many, many are ready. And they went, and they found as he had said, and there there was. And they had the Passover there. And when the hour was come, you get the picture now, folks? He tells them where to all meet him, and they all go there. And now they're, ha- they're having their Passover meal. And when the hour came, he sat down, and the twelve were with him. These are his buddies. These are his, his assistant coaches. These are his dudes, right? So he's having his last supper. He he knows it. They don't know it with his dudes. And he said unto them, with desire, I've, with, with desire, I've desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. They don't get it, man. Huh? When we're talking about America having a near death, we don't get it. <laughs> he, he knew it was coming. He knew he it was, was coming, coming right? Yeah. He's telling them. He said, boys, it's, crap's about to hit the fan. He said, for I say unto you, I'll not eat any more thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. He took the cup and he gave thanks. He'd take this and divided it among yourselves. And they took it and they drank it. And he took the bread and he broke it and gave it to him. I'm hurrying through here because I want, want to get down further. Likewise, after the cups, uh, after the cup, after supper, saying the cups, the new covenant, so he gave it to him. They drank of it. And truly, the son of man goeth as it was determined, but woe unto the man by whom he is betrayed. Dissension. And they began to ask him, I'm saying, who's he talking about, John? Yeah. Not me. They don't know. They're confused. It's not me. Who's your enemy? Where's your enemy? Is it me? Is it me? And there arose a great strife among them. Yeah. Because one of them said, I wouldn't be me because I'm how I've been serving the Lord for, I wouldn't, I'd never do that. Yeah. You, hey, you wouldn't do it, John, right? You get what's going on here, folks? Just after they've taken communion, division comes immediately afterwards. And he said unto them, Jesus heard it, and he gets ticked off. And he says, verse 25, you scroll up a little bit, Jonathan, if you could. The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and they that exercise lordship upon them are called benefactors. Mm. He said, that's not us. A benefactor is somebody who gets something out of it. Tax. Yeah. Right? You get something out of it. If you're doing something simply to get something out of it. Amen. That's a lot of dissension comes in that way, right? He says, would you guys would you guys quit acting like them? Will you quit acting like everybody else? Because he said, who's greater? He that sits down and eats the meat or he serves the meat. He said, I came here to, I, I came at the meat, but I'm here to serve you guys. And you're all with me. You guys are all with me and continue with me on temptations. And I've appointed a kingdom for you, Jonathan. You got a kingdom and you got, you got a kingdom. Thank you. Yeah, you got a kingdom. I, listen, trust me on this. He's saying, will you, will you guys stop it? He said, you got a kingdom that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, sit on thrones, judging the 10 tribes of Israel. And then watch what happens here. He tells them all these great things they got coming down the highway. And then he says, oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. And then the Lord said, Simon, Satan hath desired you that he might sift you like wheat. 
Can you imagine? Do you get this picture? He's sitting there telling all these guys, you're going to rule and reign. And then he says, whoa, hey, Pete, buckle up, boy. You better buckle up because the evil one's coming after you. And I want you to know it ahead of time because when it comes, don't be surprised. But I want you to know, Peter, watch. I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. Now look, look. And when you are converted, strengthen your brothers. I want you to notice something here, folks. And this is what I said to him last night. It doesn't say when you are saved. When you come to know Jesus as your personal Savior. Are you telling me, Peter? Peter is with the Messiah. And am I to believe that Peter's not saved? You think he's saved? Whatever that would mean. You say, well, he can't really be saved because Christ hasn't gone to the cross. I get it. Yeah, but Peter's all in. What do you think? Peter's all in? But Jesus says, no, you ain't, dude. <laughs> you ain't all in, Peter. Because you've been doing it, because you guys have been arguing all this stuff, what you're going to get out of it, and who's going to be in the greatest kingdom, and who's going to do all this stuff, never leave you, never forsake, I'll be with you. Uh, and he said, Peter, dude, I'm going to tell you something. It's, it's coming, buddy. And when you are converted. Now, Jonathan, real quickly, go to Webster's Dictionary. What does converted say? What does it say converted? Converted means Turned or changed from one substance or state to another. Turned from one religion or sect to another. Changed from a state of sin to a state of holiness. Applied to a particular use. Appointed. So he said, listen, Peter, uh, I know you love me. Well, he asked Peter three times, will you feed my sheep? Right, will you feed my sheep? And what's he saying here? Listen, dude, you may love me. And you may be one of my disciples and you may be one of my followers, but you don't get it. And you ain't all in yet, dude. You're not converted. So here's Peter saved, but not converted. Now, Jonathan, if you could jump real quickly to, to the other scripture I gave you. The scripture was uh, uh, Luke, uh, yeah, Matthew 26. And so here what we see what happens that night, Peter, who Jesus told him he was going to deny him three times, right? I, that's all there in, in uh, Luke 20, 22. I, did, I, did, I want to move on here, okay? So Peter goes. He shows up when they arrest Jesus. Peter, sh- Peter shows up, and he's watching from afar, right? And we know this, that when, Peter, that when Jesus is arrested, all those disciples fled. fled. They all ran. I know what's something going on back there. Oh, he's trying to put a stop up. They all ran. They all deserted him. And Peter, scroll down through this real quickly, John. And 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 so you can go down and read this. Peter's watching as they're arresting Jesus and they're coming in. And there's a moment in here when, when, Pete, when Jesus stops and he turns and he makes eye contact with Peter. Remember he told Peter he's going to deny him three times? He makes eye contact with Peter right after Peter had said to him, uh, I don't know him. Three different times he denied him. I want you to watch something. The last verse. Of, uh, of this chapter. Go down the bottom. When Peter realized Jesus was all in. Jesus was all in. Jesus was all in. And so Peter says, oh my goodness. And so there, verse 74, then began he to curse and swear, saying, I know not the man immediately the cock crew. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus and said unto him before the cock crew, thou shalt not deny me thrice. And he went out. And wept bitterly. That was the conversion of Peter. He was a follower of Jesus. He went all in. And when Peter saw the price that Jesus paid and his commitment to finish it, broke his heart. And if you follow the story, what did all the other 11 disciples do? They fled. But if you go back, remember, what did Jesus say to Peter? When you are converted, do what? Strengthen your brothers. What did Peter do? He went and got them homeboys and brought them back. And all of them died a violent death. That's something, isn't it? So something I think we need to all really consider where we are in our own walk, in our own lives. Are you really all in? 
Are you really converted or are you just a follower of Jesus? Going will tell you they're not the same thing, boys and girls. They're not the same thing. And there's some of you watching this show right now, including those of us sitting here, we're going to have to pay a price far greater than we ever thought we were going to have to pay. And you're going to deny the Lord then? You're going to turn, be a turncoat and run? It's a great lesson. And I think in your own heart, you need to settle that right now. You need to settle it because uh, America is getting ready to go through a new death experience. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Let's see where we are. Anybody? I do, I, let me see if I get the hands going. I'm, I'm on my computer here. Anybody want to jump in here and say anything? Uh, yes. Uh, Mark Trump. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, Coach. I was going to just kind of freeze frame Peter's thought after Jesus told him he's going to deny him. How would you feel if somebody told you that? You'll be like, I'd be ticked off, wouldn't you? Right, right, right. But then he denied him once. But he, Peter's probably like, Jesus's prophecy that I'll deny him three times hasn't happened. I've only denied him once. Yeah. But then he denied him twice. Can you imagine him second guessing his own relationship with Christ between the second and third time he denied him? Mm. And then the third time he denied him, that's when it hit him. Jesus was right. I don't I don't believe. I didn't believe all this time, and that's why he wept. Right. Because he wasn't as deeply committed to the task as Jesus was. He was a follower of Jesus. He wasn't converted. <laughs> There's a big difference in those two, Mark. Amen. Huh? Amen. Believe. Yeah, it's easier to be a follower. The point where you don't matter. That's right. That's right. Because why? He's already got a kingdom for us. You already said that, right? Oh, my goodness. Come on in there, Randy. Your coach, if you keep reading, Peter stands up for Jesus in the in the garden. You know, he's, he cuts off the ear. He's he's ready yep. and willing to fight with you know with his physical means. Yeah. Okay, and then he, he go on in verse fifty four. What's it say? He says he followed Christ at a distance. At a distance. At a distance, mm-hmm. coach. How many how many Christians follow? Every one of them. I'm not putting anybody down here, but look. That you don't really you want to be in there, but you don't really want to identify with Jesus. Yeah. Yep. What do you do, Coach? You follow at a distance. That way, mm-hmm. if it gets tough, the tough gets going. You you pull out. You get out of the way. This is total commitment. All yep. in. You can't, you can't get that sock out of your mouth, can you, Randy? Huh? Amen, Coach. Right on. <laughs> this is really deep. It really is. It's really deep. Uh, yeah. Jump in there, Jonathan. Go ahead. So. If you go to Matthew 19, where uh, this is where I meditated this morning, um, the focus of it, I want to tell you, is the last shall be first, the first shall be last. But why is the last person honored? Why is why does Jesus say the last shall be first? Well, the context is Jesus talking about the, the, the new kingdom. When the son of man sits on the throne of his glory. You who have followed me, who also will sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes and everyone. So now he's looking at us and he says, everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands. American New Death. Uh, clear death for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold. And what else? eternal life so why is it a good investment now check this out what makes like i i you know when and when you watch somebody when you put out a bunch of food like there's people that get there first they want to get there first and then there's people that just let everybody eat what if there's no food left and the guy waited what makes that person like that is that's what i was meditating on this morning and i said it because they have faith if they don't get it there, they'll get it somewhere hmm. later on. Lord the Lord provides. will provide. Yeah. So what he's trying to teach us is we're already there. What, why would I lay my life? Why would I let somebody cut my head off? I'm already there. I'm already sitting on a throne. Amen. Already yeah. King, this is the been. point, guys. We're already sealed mm. there. 
you you don't care about nothing after that. It's just physical life. We're just going to walk it out. If we die, we get to go be the Lord. It's all, it's an advancement. And I just lost a father and he was a man of faith. And I saw it as a good thing. I don't feel sad for my dad. He was suffering. I literally am excited he's in heaven. Is that wrong? No. I mean, I'm going to talk to him someday face to face, but I'm happy for him. And we're going to mm. lose people because it's time for them to go. But we got to understand we already won and we're already there. So we got to serve. And where the last is that we got to serve. We got to give ourselves to helping people because we're already there. Yeah. They're not there yet. Kingdoms within. We're, we're, we're trying to bring them into something. Amen. And the only way they're going to get there is to see us be like Jesus is instructing. We got to leave our stuff. We got to leave our comfort. We got to leave our job sometimes. We've, I've, we've done this, me and my family, and it's been hard. But we're, we, we, I always tell my wife, I said, you, honey, you don't know what's stored up for you. You're going to get a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need a lot of calls. Hey, hey, and she's that kind of person. Like a great mom, what do they do? They, everything goes to the kids. It, not not me. You know, let the kids get new shoes. Let the kids get clothes. Let the kids get food. Let the kids get, I'm last. Mm-hmm. That's a great mom. <clears throat> yeah. But think about how much Jesus loves that. And how much how great that their reward is in heaven. Amen. Because he was he was a servant, right? Yeah. It's a point he makes. Yes. He, he loves us. So hey, listen, that reminded me, Gary Pierce lost his mother-in-law, Debbie Pierce, uh, mother died. Uh, was it yesterday? I I'm, I've lost track of time. So uh, it's kind of a scenario like that. Uh don't want to release her to go home. But in some senses, glad that she's she's not suffering here anymore, right? So Gary and Debbie are uh, we pray with you this morning. Loss of uh, Debbie's mom. Want to say something here? Uh, well, just everybody needs to realize is Jonathan and, and Coach Dave. I mean, you need to be committed. You need to be all in, especially in times like this. Uh, we're all God's children, and I like saying you're never too young or too old to do good. So people need to understand where we are. And you should have seen Coach Dave last night. He was on fire. Mm. He does. He never needs a microphone. He, he just goes hard. <laughs> I broke it last night. He actually, <laughs> he, actually he did. He blew out the microphone. He blew out the sound system, and uh, everybody else had to kind of be on the road afterwards. But he, Dave did just fine. But folks, got to realize where we are. These are biblical times, and each of us within us as children of God, as Jonathan said, we, we've already been sealed. We're there. So we just need to do what we can while we are here and uh, and, and have the biggest impact to get uh, to get the rest of the children into the kingdom. And if they make a choice not to not to be a part of the kingdom, then they uh, that's their decision. But we're trying to give them that opportunity because we already have the Lord within us. And I talked uh, the other day about the seventh direction, uh, the first six being front, back, right, left, up, down. And the seventh direction is inside. And mm. all of us have that heart, mind, within. and spirit within to, to do incredible things. And people just need to realize that. And now's the time. If not now, when? If not if not us, who? That's right. So just step up. And, 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 and folks, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Isn't that what it says? You can't see it. Yeah. You see the effects of it. The kingdom of God is within. Exactly. It's within. It's like the wind, right? Exactly. Man, we're, we're <laughs> everybody. We're, every, we're the wind, baby. Everybody has unique skills, background, experience that can step up and utilize those in, to honor the Lord. And to and to deal with the times that we're currently experiencing. Amen. So uh, I, I see uh, Judah. Judah has something here. He's been been he digging through his Bible. He, he, see if he'll see if he'll open up here, Judah. He wants to lean in the camera like I do. That's what he wants to do. Let me say, open the eyes of the heart, Lord. Open the eyes of the heart. The heart has eyes. The ability for people to to realize we can reach people. You know, I had a, uh, I was diagnosed with a, a rare form of uh, cancer, a leukemia a couple of years back. Um, it ravaged our entire family. It ravaged my bank accounts. It ravaged everything. And men, once you get to the points that you don't have any income, um, and now you're the breadwinner of your, your family. You're the person who is to uh, provide, protect your children. And when your children come to you and say, I need bread, I need water, I need, I need food, and you're the provider for that, 
there's a responsibility in your household. You either have the responsibility gene or you don't. I, I believe everyone has a responsibility gene, but they can deny it. And, and, and in that, I got to my breaking point. Our country is getting to a breaking point. It's a near-death experience. I've been to that near-death experience. And on the other side, there's victory. And uh, I cried out to the Lord. I, I can remember it as clear as day. I actually read an incredible book, Know Thy Enemy by Norwell Hayes. Hmm. About midnight on that night, I made a decision. And I said, no, no. My white blood count was at 400,000. Doctor said, hey, you need to go home, tell your wife, your kids, get your insurance stuff, get everything in order. And I said, who is this man? <laughs> who is he to tell me that I'm I'm done? And you know what? It was another person um, who came to our, our ch- from a church and sat down with me. And he had, you know, I, I was a believer. But I wasn't fully committed. You weren't converted. <laughs> I wasn't converted. And that night I finally made a decision. I said, I got done with that book. And I looked up in the mirror and I said, no, Father. I know you're with me. I will do your works. There's something mighty coming and I will move forward and advance. I will no longer live in fear. I'll no longer live in doubt. And now we need to take ground. And he, he healed me. He recovered me. And most people they'll think, you know, Hey, it was an overnight healing. It was not. It was an overnight mindset, Mm. an overnight conversion of my mind in Christ Jesus and that's what started allowing the heart. The heart started attracting men, people into my life who were giving me ideas, wisdoms, and concepts and things, realizing, you know what? There's things I could put into my body, things I could cleanse myself, things I could do to wash myself clean. And, uh, you know, it's a process. You know, from there, though, we recover. And uh, the point of this message is this, is that, you know, we're, we're entering that time frame. There's a near-death experience. For everyone in the world to make a decision. And I'll tell you what, you guys are that light to the people next to you. That you know what, some people don't have to go through what you went through to arrive at the place that you're at. And that's called Amen. wisdom. And that's right. That is called wisdom. And uh, we, are, we are going out and we're advancing. And we're saying, guys, men, women, children, those leading your households, you are the provider. Because he is the one who's in you. He's feeding you. He is feeding you. And no longer was I trying to do things on my strength. Whatever you ask of the Father, you shall receive. And um, right now, what's happening in today's world, we're so excited. I tell you what, it's exciting. We're getting ready for the other side, guys. We're getting ready for the other side. Optimistic. Yes, yes. Amen. Well, well, that's awesome. And so listen. Here's the yeah. truth. Do we yeah. need a house cleaning or not? Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Do we need one? And I Ooh. think we need a house cleaning, don't we? Yeah. We do. So so listen, it's coming. That near-death experience you know, faith, is coming. Faith, faith isn't something until it costs you something. Mm. You Amen. have to put value to your faith. Sometimes you Jesus said if you left your house, well, if you left your right. family, so it yeah. cost you something, but that's that's what happened in my life. And like him with the death and the, no, I'm going to stand with Jesus. Those of us who are called to lead and you guys are all leaders. We had to go through the fire so that we could lead. Be worthy Amen. of the job Amen. because we're like he said, we, we, we don't want people to have to necessarily go through what we went through. You know, we hope you don't have to. Right. right. He did it for you. He did, Amen. It, for he did you. it for us. Dale, right. come on in, Dale. Brother, I want to bring it back to that to that moment that Peter uh, had that conversion. And then I want to read what Paul said to the Holy Spirit in 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and see if this is not that, that this is what we bring to them. Paul's writing this, for though I caused you sorrow, Jesus could look at that and say, for though I caused you sorrow in my life, I do not regret it. And Paul goes on to say, though I I do regret it because I see that my letter caused you sorrow, though it was only for a while. I now rejoice, not that you were made sorrowful, but that you were made sorrowful to the point of repentance. 
For you were made sorrowful according to the will of God so that you might not suffer loss in anything through us. For it was the sorrow that is according to the will of God to produce a repentance without regret. The peaceable fruit of righteousness, right? Come on, brother. Leading to salvation. But the sorrow of the world will produce death. Good stuff. Well well said, Dale. Good stuff, man. Uh, Reggie, come in then, Joe. Coach, when I was younger with all my children, doing my due diligence every morning and praying and doing the works of the Lord, I was on top of the world. Thought I was walking hand in hand with God, Christ, da-da-da-da-da. Fast forward, I went through a crisis in my life about six years, and I'd already been through hell. You know my story. But I was on top of my game with the Lord, and um, I went through a crisis in my life for a year and a half. I couldn't hear the Lord. I couldn't speak the Lord. I couldn't taste the Lord. I couldn't do anything with, I didn't know where he was. I was so dark and I can fast forward through the story, but I had to go to a woman's thing that I didn't really want to go to, but I did with my kids. There were 300 women there girls, and they ran us through an exercise of, you know, meditation and contemplation on scripture. And while everybody was doing this, I'm going, where's the Lord? Like I can't picture him in my head. Right. Mm -hmm. And so eventually, this is a year and a half later, of I, I used to pray to die. Like I wanted to die. I would never kill myself, but I wanted to die. That's how dark it was. I saw his face finally after everybody had moved on in this, you know, we're, I'm still sitting there looking. But anyhow, I saw his face and I literally saw his face glimmering in the darkness. I'm like, where have you been? Hmm. And I met because we were supposed to picture a garden and I couldn't. I saw him. And he showed me a garden and he showed me the garden of olives. And I was by his side and he said, I wasn't there with you. You were here with me. Mm-hmm. And I fell apart and I, people probably staring at me because I'm like, oh my gosh, he came back. But it was in my darkest hour where I couldn't, I was, I was doubting my faith. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who he was anymore. I couldn't. It's those times. But I before I thought about a prayer, I used to pray I'm weak and I pray I never give up and I make it to the end. I pray my faith doesn't fail me, but he tested me. And it's those times where like Peter, right when you're pushed to the very end, are you going to make it? Are you not going to make it? You know, so our acknowledgement of our weakness and our prayer for grace at those times is necessary. But another point that I wanted to make is I was thinking about this. I worked in the Diocese of Buffalo for a while, and I used to work on the books, the record books. I was still putting money from estates that were left from the 1940s and 50s from people who were paying their way into heaven. Mm -hmm. They sold their estates and would put thousands of dollars for masses to be said. We're talking in the 2000s. And, and, and they don't get it. Like the Catholic church teaches, you can buy your way into heaven. Amen. Like, yeah, get out of purgatory. And I just, I just wanted to share that. Amen. Amen. Hey, I got Reggie, that's a near death experience, isn't it? Go ahead. Go ahead, Kelly. Yeah, I have something. Whoa. Did I hit, did I, we're still here, I think, aren't we? We're, we're still here. Yeah, I hit that's our fault. We hit something. I hit something on that. What she just mentioned triggered something for me. We, we we need to realize we all have struggles. We all have challenges. And what she just mentioned, it's like the old footprints in the sand. Mm. You're, 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 you're there, and then all of a sudden the footprints disappear and, and, and come back. And you think, Lord, the most difficult time of my life, you, you left me. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the Lord comes back and says, my son, my daughter, I didn't let, I didn't leave you. Mm-hmm. That's when that's when I was carrying you in my arms. Right. So right. it's 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 it, you know, it reminds me too. It's it's look not at the things which are seen, but look at the things which are not seen. The things which are seen are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. So that's where we are, folks. That's where we are. We all have struggles. I got I could mm-hmm. I could not have been more humbled. And then you, and then COVID on top of that, and people are thinking I'm defeated. I can't do anything. What can I do? The Lord is with us at all times, and that's what people 
need to realize. It, so, it, it so can't I can't quit. So right. I've lined those guys up on Friday. Uh, I'm sorry, through the week running sprints. I don't know if you guys <laughs> ever run gasses, if you understand what that's right. You got those football guys, they get down on the line, you just keep blowing the whistle and they yeah. run and they get, get down on the line, you blow the whistle and they yeah. run again. And they're all thinking, man, how more, many more, coach? Yeah. How many more, coach? You're feeling sorry yeah. for himself. Yeah. And I said, listen, you're going to thank me on Friday night. Right. You're going to thank right. me for get this. Ready. Right? Get ready. So it's a training process, <laughs> folks. It's a training process. And the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, will train you for what he's preparing you to do. He ain't going to send you out there fat and sassy. He ain't going to do that. There's going to be a pruning that's going to come on. Because why? We're in the middle of a near-death experience. I've told people, and this is because I've been saying this for years, because I I said, I love God so much, but he's tough. He takes you, Mike, he throws you a Mike Tyson, Ernie Shavers, a Joe a Joe Freighter, the Ernie guy with the big yeah. left hook. Yeah. I mean, he 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 brings different opponents into your life to train you. He's a tough teacher. Yeah. That's yeah. the way he did it. Like he's done it to all of us. Yeah. So we we can't sell this other stuff. This other stuff doesn't sell. It's, it's temporary. It's, it's uh, candy yeah. that make right. your yeah, teeth right. rot. Yeah. We're we're doing meat here. This is real mm. Jesus living. Amen. We're fighting spiritual diabetes, folks. Yeah. Good. yeah. Wow. Good analogy. Joe, uh, come on in, Joe, and then uh, then uh, Kevin. Um, Coach, you, this this uh, show and topic you brought up really bring up the changes that I've decisions I've made recently, mm-hmm. and uh, you know before I think I was a follower, and now I'm I'm all in. <laughs> and, and if you remember the Nehemiah uh, strong. Uh, uh, show we had when promoting that book right um, in the after show I was speaking with him and I was trying to set up a meeting with my daughters because it was likely I was going to be leaving you know Scandinavia and coming here and uh, after as I hung up the turned off the mic I spontaneously wept once and then a little bit later and wept in tongues spontaneously because I was realizing that I might not see my daughters ever again. Mm. And that was, that was so hard. And, um, when I was in Paris uh, changing flights and, and they changed the terminal three times on me and barely made it to the plane. Um, and then I got on the plane and I, and that flight, I took communion. And I guess that's when I was committed. Hmm. I made it on that flight. All in. All in. All in. Yeah. Folks, the question isn't are you saved? The question is, do you know do, <clears throat> the question isn't do, do you know Jesus? Everybody knows Jesus. Does he know you? Are you all in? Didn't he say, hey, uh uh, uh Lord, in, in your name didn't we cast out devils and lay hands on us? Didn't we do a Elders of the church, I counted the money. I swept this parking lot. I I went to all the fish fries. Says, pardon me, who are you again? Who are you? So it's pretty important that uh, he knows us, not that we know him. It's good that we do, but uh, we have to reverse that. Go the other way. Kevin, come on in. Then Rochelle. Going back to, you know, the near-death experience of our country, if you look at things like drug addiction or gambling addiction, sex addiction, any of these things, more often than not, the point of repentance and recovery does not, you know, does not start until the person is hit rock bottom. And I think that we're going to have to see our country hit rock bottom before people start looking up an answer. You see where I'm going with that? Yeah, rubble. And that's what Jonathan's all about. See, Jonathan says the rubble's coming. We got to rebuild. How, what's it going to look? What's it going to look? Yeah, it hasn't fallen yet. What's it going to look like? How do we rebuild? We need to begin. We need to yeah. get ourselves into a rebuild mode. Make it right? better. Make yeah, it better. Yeah, How yeah. are we going to do it right? Because see, listen, I hate to tell you this. A lot of you are banking on when America falls, the rapture's coming. Well, you can believe that. But the Bible says to work while the sun shines, for a day cometh when no man can work, right? Right. And if the rapture comes tomorrow, then okay. But if the rapture comes tomorrow, I want to go on the bus with a game plan in my hand, 
and a hammer in my hand, planning to rebuild. And if he makes a decision, no, we're not going to do that anymore, then I'm cool. The worst thing is going to be is if I'm sitting here 20 years later and I'm old and rusty and I ain't done anything because I thought I was out of here. Right, yeah. And I think we have to focus hard into a rebuilding mode. Coach, if 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 Dale wouldn't mind me using his as an example, because I think he's a, a perfect living example of this. If you look at him before he hit rock bottom and after he hit rock bottom, which state is better? After the Lord rebuilt him, or while he was still doing his own yeah, thing? Human. I think he's a perfect the example. Better, why can't the world be better? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Jonathan just said, if we can make human beings better, why can't we make the world better? Should be easier. Go ahead, that's Rochelle. Hey, good morning, team. Thanks, Coach. Um, you know, I was reading through where, okay, Israel was totally delivered um, by all of these signs and wonders. They walked through the sea on dry ground. They watched Pharaoh's army be slaughtered. Um, they saw, they had bread from the sky, quail, fresh water from a rock. But, you know, all of these signs and wonders didn't matter when they got to Canaan and they didn't trust him to be delivered into the promised land. And if you, if you look at Psalm 81, that's kind of a gentle reminder that if Israel would have conquered their enemies quickly and followed his plans rather than relying on themselves and what they saw, um, God's way is, is more sufficient to conquer the land of Canaan. But the people trusted what they were thinking and um, they, they missed God's blessing. A whole generation died. Mm. So, so Rochelle, the question that Jonathan's been asking is how do we infuse Christianity back into the American culture and the American society? Because that's what a rebuild is going to be. If we do a rebuild without the foundation being the, the rock of salvation, right? If we rebuild, it ain't going to stand either, right? Yeah. So we we need to begin thinking about that. When this thing comes down and the schools collapse, what's going to be our alternative plan? Okay, there aren't schools anymore. What are we going to do? Who are we going to partner with? How are we going to make this whole thing happen? That's why the scripture says in the multitude of many counselors is great wisdom. Folks, it's a near-death experience. We ain't dead, right? right? Mm-hmm. So there's a resurrection coming, and we have to focus rather on how many bombs are flying around us uh, what are we going to do when the bombing stops? And yeah. I, I really, I really think that's that's really where we find ourselves. Mel, quickly. Thanks, Coach. At the beginning of the show and throughout, we've been talking about near-death experience, and the way that I see it is that there's a battle right now between the two elites. You've got kind of the obvious bad, and then we kind of have you know the pretend good, the fake salt. I mean, both really are wanting 5G, they're wanting vaccines, they're wanting digital money. And it reminds me of that Masonic trip, trick, you know, the black and white checkerboard. So I think that, you know, you've got, you know, the two elites, but God's people are separate from that. And you talk about rebuilding, you know, we've got people in the church thinking they're going to be evacuated. And then we also have people within our movement thinking that Trump is going to be the savior I mean, I think that through the Liberty Action Network, we have to practice doing action together. And I really like what Scott Kesterson's talking about in Jeremiah 6, 16, talking yeah. about the ancient paths. I think that we have to rebuild, but we have to be careful that we don't fall into one of the elite's plans. So I just wanted to put that out there for consideration. It is, it is good. And we have to also be very, very careful. Again, funny, we talked about this the other day. We have to be careful about offense, of causing offense and taking offense. Actually, taking offense maybe is a greater issue than causing offense. Jesus was known as the rock of offense. And as I said a couple shows ago, if somebody says something to you and you're offended by it, rather than going and complaining to six other people that want to complain about it and gossiping about it. Maybe you ought to pull back and say, you know, what is it about what coach said that pissed me off? What is it? Lord, what is that? Why does did that bother me that he said that? Because I'm going to tell you most time problems on your end, it ain't on mine. I mean, that's just the reality of it, isn't it? And so we, we get ourselves in this cocoon and we have uh, rose-colored glasses with everything we do because we understand our intentions. Our intentions are good, but we don't give the other guy the benefit of the doubt that his intentions were good. We just get ticked off, right? Right. 
boys and girls, we ain't going to be able to play. Like, we ain't going to beat anybody like that. We just aren't going to be, beat it. So it says, why? Create in me a clean heart, Lord, and renew a right spirit within me. Not in, not in Judah. Don't renew a right spirit in him. Don't make it so he doesn't say those mean things to me anymore. Lord, change me that he didn't piss me off quite as much, right? <laughs> why is he? Why is this happening? And I think that that's something, an issue that we all, I don't care who you are, man. It's so easy to get offended. Didn't you see that with the disciples when we read in Luke 22? They're all talking about they're going to be king of the hill. He said, what are you guys talking about? About being king of the hill? They got mad. They started whispering, oh, who, who is it? But if we don't uh, take a good hard look at our own selves and our own hearts, we're going to find out that it's so easy for us. We can't get rid of that carnal guy. That carnal guy's always there. He's always popping up his head. And we got to learn to do a little bit better whack-a-mole. Whack that guy. Get him the heck back down in there and create in ourselves a, a clean heart. Well, the Lord will create in us a clean heart. Uh, we got an exciting day ahead. Appreciate all you guys have been there. Uh, you know what? Don't miss the opportunity to fellowship with brothers. It's rich. It's rich. And some of you guys out there, some of you folks, uh, you're heart sick because you, you're alone. Yeah. Figure out a way to get it done. Figure out a way to get together. It's not good the man would be alone. And that what it says. Yeah. Uh, God bless all you guys there in, in Pennsylvania. Have a have a great time. Go ahead, Kelly. God bless America. Yep. Just want yep. listen to Coach Dave and his point, big point yep. last night, today and every day. All in, trust and honor the Lord. Amen. That's the path. That's the way. That's Amen. the truth. Quit taking it personally, huh? Yeah. God bless y'all. We'll see you Monday. Take care. God bless America. Amen.